Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Um, What's your uh, favorite social network outside of Facebook? Like, do you spend any time on any other social network? My guess is I think you're pretty heavy into TikTok from knowing you. I think that's, (laughs) you know, you've got, you've you've got the pop and lock, you know, going on, but uh, (laughs) where else, uh, where else are you investing time in? Uh, I have avoided TikTok like the plague um, simply because of the ads that I've seen on audience network for TikTok annoying me, interrupting my online gameplay. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, I love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn so much. It is, I mean, obviously this is going to be more for business owners that are on social media rather than just, you know, personal users, but it's so underused. It's not saturated yet. There are so many possibilities to build communities. I love writing LinkedIn articles that people will read about in-depth analysis of the market of trends coming up for anything and being able to interact with people that are pretty famous sometimes, big time level, uh, you know, on a one-on-one basis on LinkedIn. Wow. Being able to see firsthand different stuff of how business works from LinkedIn and just the fact that it's focused on that. I'm not, I don't have to see a Trump meme. I don't have to hide posts on LinkedIn and feel bad about stuff when I'm scrolling the feed. And like, you just see all kinds of rando people on there that are real experts at what they've been doing. And you get to peek, you know, behind the screens. Neil Patel, for instance, who I got to see live at the mini chat conversations conference, which I was invited to by Mikhail Yang, who uh, created MiniChat when I met him at Internet Marketing Party in Austin. Um, it was, uh, I got to see Neil perform live and it was great, but Neil Patel's LinkedIn? My God, there's so much free content he provides on there that people are paying for elsewhere on different channels. It's crazy what kind of like free resources, I guess, another reason, uh, long story short, why I love LinkedIn is of all the learning opportunities that you have of learning stuff that you would normally have to pay for in other, other verticals and other channels. I yeah, it. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So yeah, a lot of the connections, and you know, I like you said, uh, you you hit the nail on the uh, on on the head there. Is I've interacted with like some pretty big players, like Barbara Corcoran, like you know, people who you'd never think would talk to you or interact with you. Um, you know, uh, Neil, I through his podcast, I was able to see him live in L.A. Actually, Sweet. sit and have a conversation with him one on one. Invite him to our podcast, which he's been on, which is pretty cool. So you're in good nice. company there, Trevor. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and so so. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with LinkedIn is, is like every day I'm getting, you know, people reaching out to me who, you know, I would never ever connect with on Facebook um, because it's just a different audience. Not to say that the audience I have on Facebook is not valuable. I, you know, the, all of them are also valuable as well, but I'm just saying the types of connections, if you're a business owner, exactly what you said and your end goal of the day is to better your business, better yourself. Um, LinkedIn is absolutely untouchable. Um, I've actually been, you know, because of my technical background with building apps, building websites, um, you know, all those kinds of things for so many years, I've actually been looking into decentralized uh, social networks, um, especially since my last interaction with Facebook. So um, there's some pretty interesting technology going on now that I'm, you know, possibly in the future going to get involved with, you know, either investment wise or, um, you know, building a, a, a product. Uh, but there's some pretty interesting stuff going on. And, you know, I keep saying that, 
you know, Amazon is the, the, the MySpace of uh, social networks. But I honestly think that if Facebook, this is my own personal opinion now, <laughs> okay. I'm not speaking for Trevor, or Amy, but in my <laughs> opinion, um, you know, Facebook is going to have a hard time keeping an audience on the platform. If more and more people are getting banned for no reason, because once people realize that, you know, their time and effort is going to, is could possibly be wasted. Um, you know, people are going to lose, uh, you know, lose confidence in that platform and decide to not spend more time there, which is exactly what happened with me. Right. Um, you know, but it's still early on, you know, I, I, I got banned and I've heard of other people's getting people getting banned, but that could just end up getting worse and worse and worse, you know, and then at some point people are just going to get fed up with it. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love LinkedIn. Um, I've been putting a lot more time into LinkedIn, but like I said, really my end goal, uh, moving forward is just, is, is just really building my own, uh, channels, uh, where I own the audience and I own the platform. And, you know, because to me, it's just, I've been burned way. I, I've got stories, you know, Amy's heard the story. The audience has heard, heard the story about Google. You know, I got banned. I had, uh, a, a, a seven figure app business. I, I built Android apps super early on, uh, for Google when nobody even knew what Android was. Um, and you know, it was the same kind of thing where one day I just logged into my account. They said, Hey, you've been banned and come to find out at least they gave me, at least they had the common courtesy to give me the reason why, which they said I violated one of their trademarks. But back then it wasn't like, like now, if you get in trouble, they say, Hey, there's an issue here. Take this. You know, we took this one app down. They took my entire account down. Uh, so that was, that was, you know, huge, but that was kind of the beginning for me to start realizing. And then with this Facebook thing, you know, to me, it's actually, I'm looking at it as a blessing in terms of this is a wake up call for me to know that, um, you know, I'll definitely use all these platforms, but I am not going to rely on them and moving forward, I'm going to build my own audience. I'm going to build my own platforms, um, because, and I'm going to own them because I just don't trust, um, you know, that, that moving forward. It's even with like Shopify, right? Like everybody's using Shopify. I love Shopify. Um, if you, you know, research about the CEO and, you know, the team there, you know, they're, you know, I just love Shopify in general, but I'm still a little weary to use them because you don't own that platform. Now it's a little different setup because, you know, they're kind of a SaaS model and, you know, they don't really, doesn't really behoove them to, to, um, you know, to ban you or things like that. But if you look at in terms of Shopify one day, which they started with a marketplace, they could easily spin a marketplace back up again. And now all of a sudden you've built, you know, this thing on Shopify and then you somehow get booted from it. So, you know, that's why I love WooCommerce, right? Everybody, when people ask me what shops you, you like to build e-commerce websites on, I say WooCommerce because I own the domain, I own the server, I own the audience, I own the code, you know, it's an open source thing. So it's not like they can take it away from me. They could, they could say, Hey, we're not making WordPress anymore, but then I can, you know, either myself work on the code or hire somebody to continue that platform. So to me, you know, that's why I love those kinds of solutions. I'm the same way. I'm definitely more of a build your own kind of person. <laughs> uh, and this recent scare with Facebook has gotten me even more in that direction. Um, and I would love to encourage people to um, not have fear in building up a Facebook audience, because I think that there's a lot of power in building up on a Facebook or a LinkedIn audience. Um, Instagram audience, all those things. There's a lot of power in that. Just think of creative ways where you can get that audience to subscribe to you off of that platform. So whether or not you do like a live webinar and you have them register for it and you get their email or whatever it is. Um, but 
make sure that you have a way to follow up with those users um, and with those followers that you're building. I can't even imagine being like an influencer on Instagram or Facebook or something like that and, and having tens of thousands of followers and suddenly being cut off, especially for brands. You know, if you build your brand way up, you know, and you've got 20,000 followers and everybody's crazy about your brand and suddenly you get just cut off for no reason and you don't get an email from Facebook or Instagram, you have no idea what's going on and you're just down. If you have spent the time to get that audience over to your website to get their email on occasion, at least you can send an email out and say, Hey guys, you know, we, I missed you. I'm not, I'm, I'm off of the platform right now. I don't know what's going on with my account, but over here, we're still continuing the fun, right? We're still doing this. We're still doing that. Check out our website for this. But if you haven't built out any of that, you could definitely put yourself in a position where you lose everything and you have no way to follow up and contact your audience or do anything from, from that side. And they'll just, they'll, what happened when Andy got blocked is people just thought Andy blocked them. <laughs> they thought that Andy was purposefully ignoring him or that ignoring them or something. And, you know, so when that was, couldn't be farther from the truth, uh, you know, people kind of got this idea of, oh, well, you know, he blocked me. So I guess whatever, you know, <laughs> but, um, but we spread the word and said, Hey, you know, he just, he, his account got deleted out of nowhere. And, um, so anyway, it was really important to be able to know how to contact Andy outside of, um, of Facebook. And so it's really great. Those people that know the the platforms that he owns and they could definitely go to those platforms and chat with him or, you know, he's got separate chats set up on all of his websites and stuff. So anyway, uh, you know, we all need to follow in those footsteps and make sure that we have a presence on social media and we grow that presence and we connect with the audience, but we also get that audience to come and connect with us on other, on, in other ways. Um, Trevor, do you have any suggestions for um, some best practices that you've seen people utilizing social media platforms to grow their email addresses as businesses? Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with everything you're saying. Um, that was definitely on, on point with what I was mentioning before about omnipresence and just making sure that you have multiple channels to interact with people on because yeah, that would be a nightmare to be one of those influencers and suddenly have everything taken down. Um, I have a friend of mine who built uh, several meetup groups to 100,000 and meetup just one day shut him down. No reason. And this is different, right? He's not posting videos from copyrighted material where it's a feature block and they're, oh, you're trademarking the infringement blocking. They just didn't like the fact that he was so popular. So I think, I mean, this lesson definitely continues to be learned across multiple platforms, whether that's Facebook or Amazon or Meetup is the lesson is get your people off platform, get their email addresses. Heck, do a promo to send them snail mail something, you know, whatever. Get their information so that you're not at the mercy of these giants that can shut down your business with a flick of a switch. Um, as far as like email capture from social media, I think the idea is to get them off of social media first by, you know, I know messenger bots, they have little opt-ins. They can say, hey, you know, 
enter your email address if you want to receive information about this upcoming event or contest or you know something related to what they expressed interest in and so then they'll get a link in their email but then you have your their email that you can you know then repurpose for other retargeting campaigns later on um, when I was studying under Amy Porterfield, uh, who I love, she's wonderful. She taught uh, doing Facebook Live videos for a Facebook Live show on a weekly basis with a you know a whole name and cover and everything like a podcast would have to to do um, a content upgrade and kind of advertise that at the beginning and say, hey, I got something special for you coming up, you know, mid show, and then kind of build the anticipation. And then you lead up to that. And then in that point, like halfway through or whatnot, say, hey, if you really found value in this content, you'll really love this other, you know, ebook, video, guide, whatnot. Just enter your, your email in the comments below or in a message or, you know, whatnot. And then you can do a lead capture that way. That can be done through podcasts as well as Facebook Lives. Things like that also work. I mean, video is king right now. So anything that incorporates video is definitely going to help. And lead capture is really nice if you have them engaged. If they're super engaged and you want to have it like a Netflix series where, okay, you're, you're so excited, but wait, there's more. Enter your email address to get early invites to this super secret special party coming up where, you know, the first select entries will <laughs> win at a bernie 2020 hat i mean whatever uh the case may be it's all about engagement and i think being able to use social media as a way to build like your new bffs uh on facebook on instagram on twitter wherever and however because of that community to reinforce that through follow-ups through kind of email series where you're telling a story broken up into segments and then leading them wanting more I think that is a good way to lead to email capture from social media. Awesome. awesome. Lots of great tips. Yeah. So um, Trevor, any uh, favorite podcasts, motivational books, you know, things that you're into right now in terms of, you know, learning. Um, in terms of learning stuff that's uh, motivational uh, for me. Wow. Um, I have, really just been motivated by the strength of other people helping each other through this crisis and you know the stuff that we're going through right now i am motivated by the strength of you know the human spirit not to break it's so hard right now i've recently been in the hospital something not related uh to this uh <laughs> stuff and i've had to overcome some health challenges myself and it's hard right your mindset goes crazy when the panic is wide right now and it's hard. If it bleeds, it reads. The news doesn't really focus on calming you down. I think it's really good to do uh, research and inform yourself. Uh, facts, not fear, right? But as far as like motivation, I think just personally looking back to see the obstacles that I've overcome so far and what I've faced, and I think everyone has obstacles they've overcome, and reminding ourselves that, you know, even if it looks bleak right now in parts, that we've got this far, you know, we've overcome stuff before. We'll overcome this too. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw um, a post, you know, and it was comparing, you know, what's happening now to, you know, some of the stuff that's happened in the past. And, you know, one of the points I made on, on one of my LinkedIn posts is like, 
you know, the people who are, are like complaining about having to sit in their, their house, I was like, you know, think about during World War II being one of the guys who's, you know, dropped on a beach um, in front of mortars, machine gun nests, you know, all these, you know, and, and charging out onto that beach. I mean, the level of sacrifice and things that we're doing now is minuscule compared to, you know, not only people who came before us in our own country, but just in general in, in, in the in the history of the world. I mean, you know, we're still in our warm houses. We got food. We got, uh, you know, TP. We got an overabundance of TP, which people, I keep, I'm going to keep giving you this pro tip. Time your time your 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 business right before you're going to take a shower. Zero TP needed. You're welcome. Oh I just saved you having to go to Costco to buy more TP. You're welcome. Oh my folks. god! You know, banana trees have large leaves as well. But, there you um, go. I mean, come on, people. The cavemen didn't have TP. We can we can live without some of these things. Um, you know, if you can get hold of them, great. But you know, don't panic if you if you can't. Well, Trevor, any uh, any uh, let let people know where they can get a hold of you, where they can reach out if they if they want to work with you or if they want to pick your brain, I know that you're uh, usually pretty available and just answering quick questions and, and uh, you know, having people reach out. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I do my paid services for Facebook consulting and then business consulting. Um, I can definitely, you know, talk to people about what they have needs for and see if, you know, we're a good fit. My email is Trevor at Trevor W my credit card number is no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, email is good. I mean, you can try to find me on Facebook. I personally don't like discussing business on Facebook. Again, the same kind of thing, you know, where you got all your stuff in one place. Uh, here's also a pro tip. Facebook does read your messages. Um, not all of them, but a large percentage. And it is for the protection of minors and things like that. There's good reasons behind it, but it's not really that private. So I would also caution on what we discuss on Facebook. Uh, just for your own protection. But yeah, you can reach out to me on Facebook if you want, uh, just to start a conversation that we can move offline on the phone or email or whatnot. And um, I believe, I don't know my vanity URL, do I? I think it's just facebook.com slash Trevor W. Goodchild. I think that's it. But uh, let me give you some last tips for Facebook. Um, so right now, as you know, uh, video is king. Uh, meaningful interactions are what Facebook loves. They love meaningful interactions. While a like is great, as far as the algorithm and the points they give you for increased engagement, those engagement responses of the faces, uh, obviously the mad face, not so good. Um, those are really ranking high. You don't ever want to do engagement bait. Never say comment below to Facebook doesn't like that. Instead, ask for someone's feedback about how would you do this? You know, um, you don't want to post external links. Uh, like YouTube, for instance, Facebook hates you posting YouTube links. Upload the video natively instead. Um, create ads that start conversations. They show up higher in the newsfeed. And you always want to seek feedback from the users. And Facebook doesn't like you posting links from other websites on Facebook, but they love traffic from other websites to Facebook. So you can post blogs asking for follows on Facebook. Um, Facebook groups also are really good specific to your audience interests. And as I talked before, that's what's popping algorithm wise, but it's been a real pleasure talking with you, Andy. Uh, I think you're a great guy and it's great to meet you. I guess one-on-one -on -one in the, in the face, uh, face on, sorry, face to face, uh, through video chat as for our own safety, Amy. So, uh, <laughs> thanks again. <laughs>
Thanks so much, Trevor. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. As usual, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on the podcast. We'd really, really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for all of you guys joining us live. If you guys don't join us live, you're not going to be able to answer the questions live um, and interact with uh, these great guests like we have, you know, Trevor. Um, and we also do the extra innings where we stop recording. Um, and you get to, you know, ask our guests one-on-one -on -one questions and things like that. So make sure that you guys join us live, um, you know, 1 p.m. on uh, Tuesdays. And we always post the link on our social media um, if we're still on that specific platform. <laughs> if not, go look for us elsewhere. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, Amy, any last words? Nope, I think you said it all. Thanks, Trevor. We really enjoyed. This was like such a relevant conversation this time. So I think we all learned a lot and it was a good conversation to have. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.